Welcome to So Rare Grind. I'm hyped. Uh, I hope you edited that uh, that music in there well, Jack, because uh, I, I spent all of about 10 minutes searching through non-copyright music to find that, that banger of a track to lead us into our inaugural episode of So Rare Grind. Man, trust me, it's, it's going to be fantastic, bro. It's going to be fantastic. I think so. So, um, <laughs> look, I thought let's start with because uh, you're obviously not much of a podcast guy. I, I, I am a wee bit, um, and a number of different uh, podcasts I've listened to, even around so rare. There is little to no introduction about who the heck these random people are, and I guess you get to know them over a number of podcasts. But I thought let's start with who are we? So who is Jack. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go first. All right. I'll go, I'll go first. Okay. So, uh, Jack. All right. So what do I do? I, I'm currently an Uber East driver, although I do have an injury currently. So I'm, a lot of my time is going towards Sora, which is good for this kind of, kind of thing. Uh, I have a concussion, unfortunately, from playing football, ironically. So yeah, that's probably my profession, an Uber East driver. Um, and yeah, majority of my funds over the past couple of weeks have been going towards SoRare. And I've been doing a lot of research on SoRare, of course. Um, and yeah, previously I've been making some content on social media, on uh, TikTok and YouTube and having a good time with that. Um, how old am I? I'm 22 years old. Uh, recently my birthday a couple of weeks ago, so I had to pause there for a bit. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all the good stuff about me. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, we've got, so we've got a a, a very uh, old, uh, experienced YouTuber yeah, with millions of subs and uh, <laughs> someone that is a so rare pro, knows everything about everything to do with football. Something uh, like that. Uh, I'm definitely a lot better than I was a summer month ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm Joel. Um, I have been playing Soria very slightly longer than, than Jack, at least actively. Uh, I'm 28. I My background is I'm an investment advisor. And uh, by way of pre-disclosure, nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that. Um, I'm passionate about football as well. Um, we actually, Jack and I actually play football together um, in New Zealand. And uh, it's been a, a good start to the season for us, but not that uh, anyone listening to the podcast would be that interested about our low league football compared to uh, what's going on in the world of big Soria with professional contracts and whatnot. But I, uh, yeah, have been had an interest in uh, NFTs for a while now, and um, Soria has probably been the thing that has piqued interest the most. And uh, we find ourselves now really probably a few months into uh, what has been a somewhat all-encompassing uh, last few months of uh, delving into the, the big bad world of Soria. Um, so in terms of how we actually came across Soria, it was, it was pretty sure it was you that actually introduced me to it, Jack, where you sent me a message about it just over a year ago. Dude, we haven't discussed this in quite a long time. So I'm curious yeah. what your memory and your point of view of it is. So this is what I remember, right? So this would have been 
read about this time last year, I think. I think it was precisely in March 2021 because I actually started playing Sora again in March 2022. So it was a year ago or so that I discovered Sora. And I, I let you know, like, I was like, Joel, this is something like my friend Joel would probably be interested in being like an investment advisor and all that kind of stuff, NFTs, football. Like, it's probably Joel's bread and butter. So I like, he was the first person I went to and said like, Joel, you'd probably be interested in this. And yeah, let's be honest, you, you were pretty hyped about it. You're like, yes, dude, I was. this is this is epic. I was yeah. like, this looks cool. Like, I haven't seen anything like that because at the time as well, I was like, kind of looking for maybe some like more, probably like speculative investments, and this was kind of like right up my alley too. But you know, unfortunately at the time, I didn't really have maybe like that much disposable money coming in, and I wasn't really prepared to commit to a project that wasn't really yeah probably very well established at the time compared to what it is now. Yes, but I referred you to it, and I think you maybe contributed a little bit to it but you know i didn't actually realize and understand how fortunate you were with your referral which i'm sure you're probably going to talk to talk yeah. about and discuss but definitely. uh yeah i think i was the first person to discover out of us two anyway yeah no definitely i recall um you know, i'm pretty sure i was actually taking a dump on the loo <laughs> at the time that <laughs> message came in and i was like oh okay yeah what's this because uh both having been interested in fantasy premier league um for a while and uh you know fifa and whatnot. <laughs> it's uh it was natural progression to 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 you know combine investing slash gambling with uh with football um uh, and, and have an interest in Syria. and uh yeah i had a look at it and was trying to i think i was pretty skeptical at first to be honest but after i don't know how long it took maybe a few weeks i decided all right i'm gonna give this a whirl uh i'm gonna pick up some players who were only rare cards at the time. Limited cards didn't exist then. Um, and uh, yeah, picked up some rare cards um, and did pretty horribly. Um, for whatever reason at the time, I think again, it could have been because of the time of the year, I focused to the J League and to MLS. Now, uh, at the time, there wasn't much in the way of good resource on the J League and it, what the fitness status it was of players and um, and who were the sort of starting players. And so I kind of just had to, you know, basically guess based on the last last five, last 15 fixtures. And, and that went pretty poorly. Um, but yeah, as, as, as you referred to, uh, I did get a referral award. Now it was pretty rubbish at the time. And as some of you that maybe have joined so rare uh, since September, 2021, uh, will know that you know the the referral reward for buying five cards off the market, uh, off the new auctions is a limited card. But back then, obviously, limited cards didn't exist, so it was a rare card. And there were some people at the time I seem to recall that were getting like even Mbappe um, as like a referral award that was that was pretty rare. But I mean, what an amazing there were some truly amazing rewards people got got given at the time. But I got a goalkeeper, and uh, he at the time was um i think 21 and not playing so it wasn't worth i think he was going for about 50 us dollars at the time maybe less than that i actually look look back through my offer history um a few months ago and saw some of the offers that i that i had for him um and then kind of really just sort of left so that must have been i sort of dropped my interest in may june because i kind of was sucking at, at the SO5 side of the game. 
and uh, you know, picked it up, just sort of logged in again out of interest once or twice. I think in September, when the limited cards released, I logged in, bought a couple of limited cards off the market, um, and with, without sort of really knowing too much about any of them, but picked a few up. Um, wish I'd bought a lot more then because so many of those limited cards would have gone up quite a bit in value since. But uh, and then again logged in in Feb, uh, early Feb or late Jan this year, and um, had a look. Thought, oh, I wonder what you know some of my players are worth. And anyway, this goalkeeper that I picked up, or well, that I was given as a referral award, was um, none other than Nuruddin, who's the now the starting goalkeeper for KAS Upen in Belgium. Um, and uh, part of the reason for interest was the African Cup of Nations was on, and he um, was like the reserve goalkeeper for Ghana. And uh, lo and behold, because he's a starting keeper now, his price has gone up to about a thousand US dollars, and um, I was stoked. And uh, Jack was very jealous, <laughs> and uh, so I, I sold him off for point three four five ETH at the time, I think it was. And thought, right, I'm going to rinse and repeat, do the same strategy again, buy a young non-playing goalkeeper and sell him off in the future when he starts playing. Started with that strategy and then realised actually I kind of want to play the SO5 side of the game now that I've actually made a pretty good return already. And uh, that's sort of been the the journey since. Um, and then you're yeah, getting getting back into it and really in what Feb March and then sort of pulled persuaded Jack back into it. Yeah. And also just to discuss my referral reward and how like <laughs> jealous I was. So Joel encouraged me to get back to the platform and I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. So I put let's say I think it was about fifty US dollars on. Um and I, you know, bought five cards from uh the auction who I don't think I still have to this day, but anyway, they were definitely like, you know, DMP players, you know, not high caliber players because I need $50 to spend. I didn't know what I was doing, but my intentions were just to get the referral board, right? And I'm pretty sure my card, I was somehow still eligible to get the rare referral reward. Um, I don't really know and understand. I think how. it was because the invite I sent you was before the limited cards came out. Yeah. Like in August or something. So, that was pretty sweet that I was getting a rare referral reward at the time when I thought it was only going to be a limited or, or that's I don't know, yeah. what we thought. Right? That was pretty hot. Yeah. But unfortunately he was only worth like 10 bucks. It was like a Turkish reserve player. Uh, so yeah, when I, when I found out that Joel's referral reward was actually like a month after I started playing so rare, I was like, hang on a sec, Joel, who is your referral reward? And then you said it was this guy and it was like 800 US dollars or something crazy like that. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it was, was pretty hard. But uh, yeah, Joel was pretty uh, fortuitous in that regard. But yeah, it was so so since then, basically, um, really our focus has been primarily to Asia and to the MLS a little bit in Europe, sort of dabbling in uh, Turkey and. Belgium, Belgium, Netherlands, a little. Yeah. yeah, I think, and I think the reason why um, 
I don't know if you're going to say this, Joe, but the reason why I think we predominantly played Asia is because since we both live in New Zealand, um, it's just really convenient for us to be able to, you know, um, just watch, you know, both the Korean and uh, Japanese games because, you know, they're usually broadcasted between 5 p.m. to midnight in our local time. So it's very easy to, you know, tune in and watch their games compared to, say, you know, maybe the Americas or European games where they're on in the middle of the night or early in the morning. Or so. If you're a European listener, you don't know how lucky you are to have good quality football games at normal times. Yeah. The amount of times yeah. that I've been up at 3 a.m. for a for a Liverpool game. Oh, so. But I, I must say I do enjoy watching the like the Korean league games, especially because the coverage for the K League yep. is actually pretty good. But yep. the J League free in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean it's it's Amazing. not bad. Yeah, and, so can't really complain. High quality. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, all of those really, really that, but but really probably the initial factor was those leagues just starting. Um, it made a lot of sense, you know, that at the time they were just starting their season. Um, that was uh, an additional benefit that we saw as um, being beneficial to the prices, general prices in general of players sort of remaining um, high-ish, or at least you know not having that that. Um, pressure of the season ending meaning the um you know likelihood that prices would fall so um, yeah we went really in-depthly into uh, learning about the j-league and k-league um using some resources like um our mate ross um who whose uh twitter is k-league english he is a um like a little website on buymeacoffee.com, which is not a site I'd ever heard of before, but you can basically shout him a coffee and get access to his thoughts on the K-League. Um, we, we, we routinely debate some of his opinions on, on things, but it was a superb, superb starting spot for, um, for getting knowledge about different leagues and players. And, um, you know, without that, it would have been slow going. Um, and as, you know, as English speakers, the the Korean names are really confusing at times. Like there are tons of Kims, tons of Lees, and sometimes you're like, which which team which team does this guy play for again? There's like, you know, you have the I think there was a post on Twitter actually with the Korean national team where the, the goalkeeper and all four defenders were all Kims, yeah. um, <laughs> and I think just really sums up like the the Korean league. Like the a lot of the names are very similar. Um, and it can be, take a while to kind of wrap your head around, but I reckon very rewarding league because so many people are put off by um, the fact that, you know, a lot of the news isn't in, in English and a lot of the names are not um, as, as memorable perhaps for English speakers. Um, so, yeah, really actually have um, not regretted at all focusing to that league. Um, so since we've started, Jack, we're about three months and perhaps two months in, um, in your case, um, what has been some of your, perhaps a couple of your biggest successes to date? Mm, okay. Um, I would say by far the biggest success was me winning a, I think it actually ended up being a tier two rare and specialist. So I finished 19th um, in one of the weekend game weeks, which I think, I think it would have been too Six, four. I finished 19th. So I, I was just one place below the threshold of a tier one rare. And I got a rare Patrick um, 
don't know his first name unfortunately he's the, he's the forward for gamble osaka and oh, oh, Petra I, from yeah. spongebob yeah Petra from spongebob that's the one bro <laughs> but uh yeah I, I got patrick and um i sold him for like four hundred dollars i believe so that was definitely my biggest um success 400 us dollars uh by the way i don't know how many uh, how much that is in ethereum at the moment but it was a substantial amount of money i was very very happy uh with that so that was probably my biggest success uh i think I, i've made some pretty good uh flips here and there uh probably notably murashiga um what did you get yeah masato murashiga uh i picked up three of him uh, and for, for about i think I picked up two of his old cards for about $30 and one of his um, new cards for about $50. And I think I flipped them in about a week after he scored his um, one of his hundreds a couple of weeks ago before he got injured. Um, and yeah, almost doubled or tripled my money. So Rashiga has been very kind to me. Um, he's a legend. He, he's a legend. He's, he's in the, the Soria grind. Uh, good books for sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, I've, I've been actually... Uh, very fortunate with Morishiga because I didn't own any of his um, cards because I um, was quite concerned that uh, this is just like how I kind of play Sorry currently, but I knew that he was dropping a very high score in his L5. I think he was dropping like 86. So prior to that game, I'd sold him and that was the game that he got injured in. I think did his hip or his, he has like an abdominal injury, I think at the moment. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, there's obviously been a big um, price drop on him. So like I, um, fortunately, didn't uh, have to experience that, you know, drop in price or. Yeah, I, 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 I took a bath, bit of a bath on it. Um, <laughs> recently, uh, sold them actually today. Um, yeah. But to be fair, I still made a great profit. I think I more than more than doubled the Ethereum I paid for him. So we'll see how he goes over the next couple of games. Hopefully, his price drops a bit, pick him up again because that guy is a legend. Absolutely yeah, superb scoring centre back. <laughs> um, I also had a pretty fortunate tier two uh reward where i think uh i got the uh suon center mid he's like the beast suon center mid joe you might be able to help me with his name was it Gim- i thought uh, it was gimchion the guy at gimchion was it lee myung jay yeah i think it's oh, i don't think that's his no I'm, I'm just doing exactly what i no i'm getting mixed up with the ulsan left back i've got Ace, the asian champions league games in my mind it's going to the Gimshion roster on somewhere. Yeah, Lee Youngjae. I think you said Lee Youngjae, who's the fullback for like Ulsan or something. But Lee Youngjae is who I got. Um, Lee he Young was probably, Jay, yes. He was my other like very successful rewards, which I was well, absolutely stoked with for like a tier two. There's a case in point about, <laughs> about player names being similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a yeah. monster reward. Wow. His price yep. has gone up a lot, by the way. <laughs> that was. That was a superb reward for uh, for tier two. That was yeah, I was buzzing with that because I was kind of disappointed to just miss out on the threshold for like tier one. But I got Lee Young Jae was a very high tier two at the time, so I was yeah, I was absolutely buzzing. I was like kind of salty that I missed out on the tier one, but I was like, actually, never mind, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was better than um, what pretty much everyone that finished around you got. So it was yeah, definitely uh, winning the winning the reward lottery there. Yeah, well, anyway, that's probably most of my successes anyway, my substantial successes. So you can have your, your fun now, Joel. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, just, you know, humble brag about finishing second and uh, an underdog, not so humble. Uh, no, that was a, 
that was a pretty amazing game week. It's basically as soon as Underdog and Specialist came out as um, divisions, um, we were very interested uh, in those those divisions. Um, I actually got up at, was it 3 a.m. that local time that the uh, so rare announcement, you know, big announcement with the video and whatnot was oh, was uh, released 3 a.m., 4 a.m. it could have been. I don't know. Whatever time it was, my wife probably thought I was mad. Um, and, uh, you know, saw the announcement about underdog and specialist and thought, all right, this um, this look these look interesting. And uh, we've really been targeting them. Um, and we'll talk about that in future podcasts. But um, I think it was only, it was game week 259. So it was only the second week of underdog or the fourth week of underdog. Um, had just... You know, the luck aligned, the stars aligned. Um, well, I remember Jack saying that, that whole game, you're so lucky, man, you're so lucky. <laughs> and uh, I think what, what kind of summed it up was on the, might have been on the, the Sunday evening um, with uh, Jubilo Iwata playing Kawasaki. Um, by this point, you know, I had four players had played, all had scored relatively well. Uh, all sign had delivered big time. Um, for June Amano, uh, Lee Chung Yong, and Kim Tae Hwan. Uh, so two centre mids and a right back for Ulsan. Delivered some really solid scores um, with some fluke luck, like a goal line clearance and a late assist in that game. Uh, there was some pretty excited uh, voice messages being exchanged back and forth on, uh, or just, just from me probably, uh, on Messenger. And uh, anyway, come to the last game, uh, with featuring my players, Yu Kobayashi from Kawasaki Frontale playing against Jubilo Iwata. And uh, it expected them to just thump them, really, or at least, you know, that he would get some sort of decisive. Uh, Kawasaki just absolutely peppered the goal of Jubilo Iwata that game. Um, and uh, the keeper was having an absolute blinder. He, I think he was on a 93, which... If you're very familiar with the scoring for a goalkeeper, is just insane. Like that's so rare. Um, well, that's a good pun, eh? Um, and uh, anyway, last play of the game. Um, you know, I'll, I'll actually just to track back, we we had looked at the updated leaderboards, and some guy had uh, four, I think three players from Sagan Tosu had won five nil that same night, and that all just hauled. And also had unbelievably this goalkeeper, uh, Ryuki Miura for Jubilo Iwata and goal, and was on a 93 for his keeper. So he shot past me into first. And uh, the last play of the game, um, it was a, a sort of hope, hopeless, hopeful ball into the box. The keeper made an absolute howler, spilled it, fell to the feet of the, I think, centre back from Kawasaki, just kicked it into the net and uh, for, for one all. And uh, so he not only lost the clean sheet decisive, but also had an error led to goal. And on top of that, a error led to shot. And so lost something like, uh, what would that have been, about 50 points? Yeah, around roughly 50 points, just with that one action. Um, and so kept me up up on top. Um, but on the last play of the, the last game of the game week, was put first by um, Mark Patrick Rear. My nemesis. I laid down the challenge against uh, Surrey Odyssey. If you haven't listened to their uh, their podcast, Surrey Odyssey, uh, two two Scottish guys who are 
very funny. Um, but uh, yeah, he put me for first place on the last, very last game of the game week, which I was pretty gutted about. But got a uh, limited Anthony from IX for my troubles, which uh, I was pretty happy with. Outside of that, biggest success probably um, would have to be picking up the Sanfrich Hiroshima under 23 keeper Keisuke Osako. Uh, paid 0.04 Ethereum. He's currently worth point, about 0.1. Um, so from a trading perspective, that was probably been the most profitable pick uh, thus far. So, uh, Jack, we uh, you know go from the the, the absolute highs to uh, some of the absolute lows. What was, uh, what's been a couple of your biggest failures to date? Oh yeah, there's been a few of them, especially to start to begin with when I first started on the solo journey. So, um, probably most notably, uh, I'm thinking Kim Young Quang. Uh, was probably my biggest failure because he was one of my first ones that I picked up. And this is just one of the most like Jack was, silly pickups. And I don't know. You were very, team. you were very uh, passionate about Seongnam, the worst team. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. It's coming back to me. So actually, this was my thought process, right? So Seongnam were like uh, playing this midweek game and they were playing, who were they playing, Joel? Do you remember? Probably not. I can't remember. Anyway, it could have been Incheon or. Some other team that wasn't expected oh, to do well. Anyway, I think the game week was like game week two five three. So, if anyone wants to go back and see this or whatever, feel free to. But anyway, um, I could probably go through survey data, but regardless, I'll try to tell the story how it is um, from my memory. So anyway, I'm I'm going for the CNM um, CNM stack um, with Kim Young Kwang, Yulich, Park Su Il. Um, and I'm buying them pretty much all at all-time highs, which is a pretty, well, if sometimes it can work out, but usually it's a pretty risky thing to do. Um, so I think I picked up Kim Young Kwang for like $150, which is pretty nuts because currently he's like $50. And I picked up like a Mulich for like 50 bucks and Mulich is currently like 20 bucks. So, and yeah, CNM have not done very well. Let's put the facts out there. They've been absolutely <laughs> stinking rubbish. <laughs> they are yeah. literally so, awful to watch. The 1-1 one, one game, that, which was an absolute belter, by the way, a 4-3 win. don't know where that came from, but outside of that, they have been absolute trash. Yeah, and I think, I think actually to put salt in the wound even more, like as Kim Young Kwang was like my first goalkeeper starter kind of purchase, I think he'd started pretty much every single game for probably like the past two years or something and the one game week where he was playing midweek it might have been the midweek game maybe it was the weekend um game because they were playing back-to-back game weeks i'm pretty sure but he didn't start and i was just like why on earth did he not start like he's played the past two years he's a goalkeeper for crying out loud so i don't know that was just a pretty (laughs) silly pickup in my opinion i didn't really know what i was probably getting into at the time um so yeah i would say definitely Kim Young Kwang and Mulich. Um, they do have kind of a special place in my heart just because of that. Uh, probably like that nostalgia yeah. of me first in the Soria, but unfortunately they're not doing too well. Uh, and I, I feel as though I, I can't really see them being two very competitive players in SO5 going forward. Maybe in, yeah. a, maybe in the old leagues. Yeah, those two were a bit of a disaster, um, Mulich and Kwang. But I've definitely had a few more for sure. Um, I think I think I've um, had a bit of 
a flop um, and picking up some Challenge Europe players recently. I thought to myself, hey, you know, Challenge Europe players are kind of down at the moment. Um, there's not much demand for them. Let's, let's try to put together a Champion Europe team. And, you know, I, I kind of just went for one game week and they've all just appreciated in value pretty substantially. Yep. So that was a probably a bit of a flop on my part, probably a bit of an unnecessary risk I took, but uh, I, I'd definitely consider that like a failure. So yeah. that's something that comes to mind. I, I, I can relate as well. I, I did pretty much the same thing. Picked up the keeper from uh, Cash Point. What a what a name! What a sponsorship to kind of rebrand your team, Cash Point, uh, in uh, the Austrian league. They uh, had won the first five games of their uh, relegation round robin. Oh no, not not one. They remained undefeated and um, saw that as a good sign. Picked them up and they <laughs> proceeded to lose their next two by landslides. And they are stone cold motherless last. And uh, they look like odds on for relegation so i shoved them on today for a a big uh, a big discount shall we say to what i paid for them and i think probably the other thing that's for me um perhaps not so much for you, you you're, you're pretty you, you've got a pretty quick trigger finger to uh, cut the the losers jack but um some of those i think some of my uh, my worst failures has been um outside of picking some superb DNPs in my lineups um, would be uh, being pretty slow on selling some cards. Uh, partly that was just due to inexperience. I mean, we got in in Feb and there was some players just absolutely rocketed into March, like Cho Young Wook from um, FC Seoul. Bought him at 0.044 and he basically rocketed to 0.1 in the space of a couple of weeks. And uh, I thought, oh, okay, like, do I uh, sell him? Do I hold on to him? Should have sold him. He's not been anywhere near that since then. That would have been an absolutely superb profit. But we move on. Um, so, yeah, Jack, um, in terms of current strategy, um, what is what is sort of your, what's your loose plan on, in terms of strategy, how you're approaching Saria? Uh, it's a pretty good question, to be honest, and I don't really have a good convincing answer at the moment, really, because don't have to be there are, yeah, um, I mean, currently I'm gonna I've got a pretty competitive um, couple lineups for this game week two six seven in particular, um, and which consists of you know mostly Asian players. Um, I'm you know I've, I think I've you and I have had uh, quite a bit of success from underdog and specialists, so I'm definitely yep. trying to. You know, get the best possible lineup for both of those. Um, and I do have two pretty competitive lineups for both, um, you know, All-Star and Asia currently. But yeah, I, I'm definitely trying to determine with the budget that I have whether approaching um, getting a threshold team or competing in under 23 is the best way to go. Or maybe just picking up, you know, players in the off-season in Europe and then, uh, you know, waiting for the season. So yeah, I, I'm quite an impatient person, and I'm definitely, as you said, like want to definitely uh, flip on the no, flip on the non-performers, I, I suppose. So, yeah. you know, it, it's pretty early into my server journey still, I think. Um, yeah. and I'm still trying to determine what is like the most effective way for me to play. So, um, but yeah, that's my current approach just for this game week. I'm not looking too far into the future, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, I think in some ways it's similar 
for me, I think one of the cool things about Syria is there are actually multiple ways to play it. You can be just flatly a trader and not really care about submitting teams each week for com competition in the SO5 side of it. And I've seen a few accounts where people have had some real success just committing to that, that method. But for me, at least, or at least I think for both of us, to just purely have that approach is actually not that fun. Like part of the fun is putting together a team and saying, you know, Jack, I'm going to thump you this week. My team is better than yours. Not, not, not that, uh, not that, you know, always pans yeah, out. Really that? <laughs> that doesn't happen very regularly. Your team thumping my name. Oh yeah, yes, no, you've you've. And no, it's actually we're pretty even. We're pretty even. I don't know. I think I think I've had some higher highs, but you've probably been more consistent thus far. Yeah, I was gonna say because uh, I was looking at your percentage of winning lineups, and you got a pretty high percentage of winning lineups, like 22 percent or something. Whereas I, I, I tend to throw, I think, a bit a few more sort of like uh, Hail Mary lineups together sometimes. But anyway, yeah, I think for me similar. Um, you know. Yes, you can approach it just purely from a trade perspective or purely from an SO5 perspective, but I think probably for both of us, a little bit of both, you know, enjoying playing SO5, but actually when there's some deals to be made, um, particularly in goalkeepers, and we'll talk about that in future podcasts, but I think goalkeepers has been like quite an area for potential profit making if you, if you know where you're looking. Um, yeah, so I guess... To sum up, you know, for us, we, uh, we've been sending tons of messages back and forth um, about Syria, what our strategies are, you know, what we're planning for the current game week. I thought, do you know what? Maybe there's people out there that want to listen to our ramble, uh, just droning on and on about K-League players and J-League players and whatever other players, because we're not going to exclusively focus those leagues. We'll, you know, think both pretty keen to go wherever the opportunity is and just have seen that there being a bit more opportunity there at the moment so yeah keen to um, just talk through and share amongst others what some of our thinking has been um, you know as we come up to the game weeks in future share some thinking about uh, the team that we're using for the game week why we're using those players uh, players that we've acquired during the the in-between game weeks, why uh, players we might be looking at. Uh, and we also want to be really, something that's really important to both Jack and I is be really upfront with what players we currently own, what players we don't own, and but are potentially looking to pick up. Because I think anytime you're broadcasting out there your opinion um, about you know what players look like good value or um, are, are attractive, then um, it, you know can quite easily... Um, become but um or have the potential to be um misinterpreted or misused or uh, there to be accusations of, of pumping and dumping and whatnot and we just really uh don't want to be any anything about that just want to bring some people along on our sorry journey as we fumble our way through inevitably eventually becoming experts and dominating all of uh sorry land with uh, <laughs> Afrikiwi and uh, Jack Hammond four four four. Where did uh, where did your username come from? By the way, it was you know, the creative juices were clearly flowing on that day. Yes. Um. Well, I would have made this account in March 
2021. I think Jack Hammond was taken, bro. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty common name. Uh, and I don't know. I think Jack Hammond 4 was taken somehow, somewhere. Um, 4 was my, my lucky number. Who was so, who is this guy that's got is that stolen the Jack Hammond account? I mean, I don't know. Well, it's a good question, man. Look, I don't I don't think there is one, unless they yeah. deleted it. Because I'm just you know I'm searching on Surrey data. There's, there's only you literally right now, and I can't I can't see one. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm swaffling a bit there, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too sure. Don't really have a good answer for that one, Joel. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. So. Um, yeah, well, uh, look, we've we've waffled on plenty. Let's uh, wind up for there, wind it up, wind it up there for uh, those still listening that haven't fallen asleep. Um, happy to hear from all one or zero or three of however many however many people may be listening. Um, look, if there's specific things you want to hear about in terms of. Uh, how we've approached Surya, why we've done certain things. I mean, it's the thing with Surya is it's pretty transparent because anyone can just jump on Surya data and have a good old gander at your lineup, what your your roster's worth, and what sort of teams you've been submitting. So, if you do have any uh, questions on any of those specifics, we'll be happy to uh, to cover them. But we'll be uh, coming back again with uh, another episode shortly, detailing some of our uh, success and failure in the week just been and our plans for the week ahead. Uh, but until then, best of luck avoiding the DNPs. Man, I hate them. Yeah, man. It's the worst. Oh, can't stand a DMP, man. Every single time I get a DMP, Joel's the first to hear from it, eh? Poor Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same vice versa. Oh, well, now we've got some some uh, random people on the other side of the world that we can uh, complain to about it instead. Yeah, mine, mine all day about it, yeah. Alrighty. Sweet.